In Dallas, Texas, three shots were fired at President Kennedy's motorcade. That's what we were told. Most Americans never believed Lee Oswald was the lone gunman, for excellent reasons. In fact, there were at least six shooters who fired from eight to ten shots or more who are identified here. We have, finally, the solution to the greatest murder mystery in history, laid out for the world to see proof after proof after proof. Photos were faked, the body was changed, x-rays were altered, the home movies were fixed. Fifteen experts contribute to a 529-page book with 1,037 photos and diagrams in black and white and color. Hi, this is Gary King. If you'd like JFK, who, how, and why, and would like to support the new JFK show, then go to PatriotRadioBooks.com. That's PatriotRadioBooks.com. This is uh, Jim Fetzer, your host on The Real Deal. In Dallas, Texas, three shots were fired at President Kennedy's motorcade. It looks like one of those scenes of an old building being purposely dynamited and blown. When we are successful, I'm just a patsy, and we will be. We're ready to make, uh, to come to the microphone, so we'll listen up. A new world order. So my name is Robbie Parker. It might have appeared that way, but from my close-up inspection, there's no evidence of a plane having crashed anywhere near the Pentagon. Let us never tolerate outrageous conspiracy theories concerning the attacks of September the 11th. President Kennedy died at 1 p.m. Live from the Media Broadcasting Center. 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 This is uh, Jim Fetzer, your host on uh, The Real Deal, where I'm extremely to ble- pleased to have as my featured guest a return engagement from Oli Damagard, with whom I have done many, many uh, interviews related to false flag attacks, principally in Europe. In this case, we're talking about the Texas church attack and its connections to other events. Oli. Yep. Uh Today I wanted to do uh, cover maybe some areas that uh, I think I haven't heard your your all of yours, but I think maybe I have a few points that can add to the puzzle. So uh, I may put together a slideshow with Las Vegas, Manhattan, and Texas, and then also with an ending that I think maybe I found a new layer uh, for the whole thing. So yeah. if it would be okay with you, uh, Jim, I'll share screen and I uh, will get going. Perfect. Okay, so once again, uh, when we look at these kind of operations, there's so many Freemasonic uh, symbols involved as well, and this is no exception. So I just put this as a starting image because is this a photo of the police officer? Is it a photo of the hotel? Or what is the centerpiece of this whole photo? I would say this is uh, what we're looking at. They're in the background all the time moving. So... Uh, this is the image that was spread uh, right after the incident uh, where Stephen Paddock was pointed out. What I would like to point out as well is that uh, this individual, Amichai Stein, uh, was one of the absolute first ones to spread this image. And this Amichai Stein, uh, I bumped into several times. Uh, he works for Israel Channel One, and he was actually the one that filmed the Charlie Hebdo show. 
happened to be when the officer, uh, this police officer, said to have been shot in central Paris. Now, it turns out we managed to track this uh, guy, uh, the police officer. He's a Mossad agent. He's doing fine. He lives in Buenos Aires, and he was paid $666,000 for his uh, participation. And only so just, the image of Paddock on the right was Photoshopped to bring in the arm. Uh, and the fact that uh, his eyes are closed, some suspect he was actually already dead. Good. Ola, you're right on top of it. I love it. And this is what this is what I've been uh, spreading out there. I believe that this photo was taken when he was already dead. It looks to me like this was just like in a morgue uh, where he was lying down, and then they photoshopped him in. So, uh, also this uh, girlfriend, his Filipino girlfriend, as you can see, they're not even the same individual. Massive age difference, and so on. And there are going to be some images that are quite gruesome. Uh, I'm disc- uh, my apologies, but we have to look at them. Here is uh, the, I'm sure you've gone into great detail around this uh, photo of him when he committed suicide. Uh, please, oh, uh, committed suicide, but please notice that uh, the, these, gun, these empty shells are on top of the blood. Uh, meaning that they've been added after the blood was uh, there. And also, very often they leave these weird uh, clues in the f- uh, photo evidence and so on. So somebody sent me uh, saying she lives in Florida, and she said that the shape of this blood is very similar to an area in Ola- in Florida. And if you remember, it, it's not that long ago that we had uh, the uh, fake false flag at the Fort Lauderdale International Airport, where it's uh, the, the, the lettering for this uh, airport is FLA. And if you look here on the carpet here to the left, I'll take them away again. Can you see FLA? They, they put like the empty shelves here. So it looks like FLL. And then and there's even an arrow in the carpet. So I'm pointing this out now. Should it be a clue of an upcoming one? That's very interesting. He's also noticed that. Yeah, Scott Bennett, by the way, has noticed that. He's also noticed that. Shell casings, there are some for blanks and others for CO2 cartridges for gas-propelled <laughs> pellet guns, for example, only. Yeah. But I tell you, Jim, I believe that the reason why they claim that he carried up so many different guns up there was to whatever possible guns that were involved from whatever position, if there was actual shooting going on, then uh, the different types of gun in the room would cover and just say, well, that that ammo was from there, 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 and so on. I think right. that's why say that he claimed that he carries so many things up there. Then... I'm just going to go quick through, I mean, all of these alleged uh, shooting victims that where you see the, the injuries, this is what a real gun would look like. Uh, the right one is uh, a young woman that is said to have been shot there. I mean, they, most of them don't even have a Band-Aid on. Then you have this individual. He said he was uh, shot in his left arm. This is the image shown on TV. But, and I believe that is a real, uh, a real gun wound, but here is the the individual who was shot, and you see his left arm absolutely intact. Yeah, they, so they, 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 they're using some photos of real victims as though they were parts of the victims from Las Vegas. Yes, exactly, exactly. I mean, here's another one: a Canadian guy who said to have been shot in the head. 
here you have photos of him. He doesn't even have a Band-Aid on or he hasn't even taken a painkiller, I think. And here he appears afterwards. You can see the other side of his head, meaning where, I mean, if you're shot in the head, they would shave off the hair. They would uh, disinfect the wound. They would operate on you, whatever. But here we see both sides of his head and nothing. And he even uh, he complains in the media that he's being harassed and threatened by conspiracy theories. But I mean, people are just asking questions saying, come on, this is just ridiculous. It is completely ridiculous only. Here's another woman that is said to have um, been hit in the, in the throat. And she's walking around here. Everybody's super happy, smiling. Uh, and this uh, screen that uh, a nurse told me that uh, it shouldn't even be connected to these hoses, shouldn't even be connected if you're up and walking. And the screen is, is uh, facing the wrong way. I mean, it looks like they've just thrown it into a shopping cart or something like that. Here's another, uh, they said that they took some victims in a wheelbarrow and drove, uh, took them all the way to the hospital. Here, half the body is missing. They're just legs in this wheelbarrow. Just shamelessly amateurish. Yeah. So one of the victims here was uh, Rachel Parker. But if you look, she's very similar to Alison Parker, the, the Virginia TV reporter that was uh, shot, I mean, in a very poor false flag uh, crap operation where they said that the shooter, you could see the hand of the shooter uh, that was uh, shooting both her and her cameraman. Uh, he had a blue shirt on. And then they said when the cameraman was hit and killed, he dropped the camera and managed to get a, a photo of the shooter. But that photo... The individual that they claim shot had a black shirt on. So, I mean, doesn't match up at all. And also... I suspect those are not the same women, but they're both phony crisis actors. Now, I tell you, when you make a face-over, it's almost identical. Is it? Yeah, and here... uh, they're the ones that were shot at this Virginia TV shooting. But here right. they are as well at a false flag. Good, good, good Wonderful. And also, you got this individual, which I, the, he's the boyfriend of this TV reporter. And I tell you, the worst, uh, at worst crisis actor ever. I mean, he, they were going, uh, I think they were going out for like a month. And he had already made a whole, uh, album of photos from this month preparing that he could then stand and and simulate crying into the cameras but he's back this is the thing when you're loyal to the course you're back and now he's running for a political office only he won oh my god well i know it's all outrageous like they use charlottesville to catapult the democratic candidates even though The Democrats had organized a Charlottesville event. The public has been played again and again and again. And one of the things that I always look for are these grip chucks that are there when they're staged uh, um, things. They're called grip chucks, uh, just like uh, used at a film event or a film set. Here they are when you do these false flag with crisis actors and so on. And inside these anonymous-looking trucks, you have everything from... uh, all kinds of equipment, including complete uh, makeup uh, studios and so on. And so here, right after or outside the uh, Mandalay Bay Hotel, at the t- just minutes after the shooting, 
there were already these two military, U.S. military moulage trucks that are more or less identical inside. And here we have another guy who, this is, uh, this is an individual who is said to have been shot three times in the chest. But I tell you, on that, in that distance, like a thousand yards with automatic fire, you can never, even if you were a top sniper, maybe as a top sniper, you would be able to get three shots within the distance of, of one single body. You cannot do it with automatic fire, even if he was running around, jumping. Well, maybe if he was running from place to place, he would be able to get hit three times, but absolutely not. And you can see also here the equipment on the on uh, the wall is not connected. The screen behind him is not connected and so on. So it's, it's an absolute, uh, well, I don't know why they do it so poorly. Then we have all of these things. People keep getting... Uh, saved by their laptops or their cell phones when bombs explode, when, pe when people are being shot at. In hit, this is the Fort Lauderdale. This is the Bataclan shooting. This is the Ma uh, Manchester Arena attack. And, of course, here in Las Vegas as well, a woman uh, was saved by her rose gold iPhone. So forget about bulletproof vests. Just bring your phone and you will be fine. And the shoes, we've spoken about the shoes so many times. Uh, the shoes as a, as a secret symbol, uh, because I, I believe that there is this, uh, the, the, the forces behind this operation, they need to communicate without being able to uh, have phone calls that can be traced or email uh, communication or letters and so on. So they have these uh, uh, small signals that they, everybody in the know understand that it's their operation. And one of them are the shoes. They leave these shoes there also as part of Freemasonic rituals where one shoe off means that the individual there is taking part voluntarily. Two shoes off means that it's uh, the homage for the sacred space. So you will see all of these victims, alleged victims, and there's shoes everywhere. Here's the Ankara uh, terrorist attack, shoes outside. It's almost always Nike. And Nike is the goddess of victory. So I think that is not a coincidence. Here's the Charlie Hebdo uh, shooting where after the shooting, they run back. This guy up the shoes, throws it in the car and drives off. And both of these shooters have shoes on. So it's like an extra shoe. Here's the London Bridge attack where, I mean, look at the location of that shoe. I think it's quite symbolic. And this is after the Westminster Bridge attack where... This guy said to have tried to save the life of uh, the police officer that was killed. And he lost his shoes while trying to stop the bleeding. Don't know how you can do that, but he lost his shoes. And the very next morning, he was in British uh, uh, morning TV and came there without shoes in the studio. I mean, I don't know about you, Jim, but I would have taken another pair of shoes if I lost one, you know. Oh, it's absurd. It's absurd, Oli. Absurd. It's the signal being sent out there. Here we have uh, more, like th this is after the Barcelona uh, van alleged van attack where um, these traumatized children are running around. Sense of the image, a shoe. Here, the Charlottesville shoe, shoe, shoes. Please uh, check out this car. This is after it hit the crown in Charlottesville and it's reversing. And what is it leaving? It's leaving a shoe. <laughs> um, 
I mean, you can't even make it up. So let's go to the next slide. And here in Las Vegas as well, here they went from shoes to boots, I think because it was a country festival and Southern State, the whole cowboy type thing. So here these boots became the iconic, iconic image of hope. And also here the memorial site, what is there? A drawing of boots. Then you have here, this is from the GoFundMe image. What is he doing? Walking home without boots. Here from the New York Times, this is also spread in many newspapers. This uh, specific cutting is from a newspaper in Alaska where you got a shoe and blood next to it. Can you see the symbolic message that has been sent out there? And we, the normal people, have no idea. We're just like, okay, shoes, we don't even think about it. And this guy was being interviewed. I mean, we're at an event where 58 people have said to have been killed. 515 or more have been injured. So what would the CNN reporter focus on? And Taylor, just to show people what you went through, you yeah. lost your shoe. Yeah, I lost my shoe uh, uh, when someone fell down to get cover over me. Uh, I have someone's blood right here and also on my chest. He that lost his ridiculous. shoe. So the evolve of things he could talk about that he lost his shoe, trivial. Why would he even mention, as a reporter, who would care about the shoes if you got 58 dead people lying around and 500 wounded? Who would even mention a shoe? Then there's one a reporter that is in a helicopter over the area in Las Vegas, and she looks down and she says, oh, my God, it's so horrible. Look at all of the, the, the chairs and the shoes, the shoes. Unbelievable. She doesn't, say, she doesn't say the trash or she says, and so all the shoes. So here we have um, uh, a police officer that is said to have been, he was an officer, duty police officer, and he's said to have been killed in Las Vegas. So this is at his very fancy funeral. And what is there? Right by the coffin, the boots, and next to them, the boots with the American flag. Now, this police officer, I think, it was is interesting because he was off duty. So, if you remember San Bernardino, there's been multiple really bizarre um, staged false flags in recent years in San Bernardino. And if you look at this, Copyright San Bernardino Police District. Copyright? Yeah, so this individual that was shot in Las Vegas came from the San Bernardino Police District. And I tell you, they just used them like this. Okay? Interchangeable parts. And uh, they have uh, this, I mean, you, I'm sure you've been talking about that uh, at least seven people have died after Las Vegas. And this individual who was, uh, uh, part, he was part of a company that uh, did the charger that was found in the uh, Stephen, uh, Stephen Paddock's hotel room, a charger that didn't fit to his cell phone and that was connected to military industrial complex. And this man then, uh, when this was found out, apparently he got depressed, went home, shot his, his daughter, and then shot himself in the back of a head with a 12-gauge shotgun. As you do. I'm not sure how you would do that and why from the back. Got in the back of the head with a 12-gauge shotgun. Maybe he feared oh, looking this down. This is just absurd. 
I know, I know. Here you have the also the lawyer of the attorney of the Jason Aldean, the artist that was there this evening singing. And but on his website, he was also the attorney for the whole Route ninety one uh, thing. It said that he he died in sleep, but on the on his uh, website and other sites, there's no mentioning of him dying. So I find that strange. I mean, for, of course you can die of natural causes or stress and so on, but uh, there's so many of these uh, deaths that follow uh, these type of operations. And I also just going to point out a few things here. You got uh, right outside around the whole area uh, that was in front of the pyramid with the obelisk and where I, I call it the killing field, you've got all these symbolism, Freemasonic symbolism, and also the devil sign here, this red devil sign. It's connected with a Coca-Cola. It's actually a Coca-Cola uh, advert, uh, advert where you've yeah. got around the whole, you've got red Coca-Cola bottles, and then it looks like flames underneath them. So it's almost the hell of the fire of hell, I think. And it's not the first time that Coca-Cola has turned up here. For, as an example here is from the London, London, the London 7-7 bombings, where the subways, four different subway stations were blown up and a bus where it blew off the whole uh, roof of it. And uh, you will see here on the side this big banner, no text, just an explosion in the background and a Coca-Cola bottle. And this is exactly right outside uh, the head office or one of the offices of a company called, it's an Israeli company called uh, ICTS, that is the one responsible for the CCTV cameras, more or less everywhere where these things are carried out. And, and they I mean, had security at the three airports, Logan and Newark and uh, Dulles on 9-11. It's the same, the same. It's But their office is on in this exact building, but on the second floor. And it's there's like a 50-yard distance to the Tavistock Institute as well. So... They, they prefer to do it where, where they can control it. Then we have all of these witnesses, and so many times I've pointed out that uh, eyewitnesses, uh, they belong to either media, government, or film theater. The, it, these uh, three groups, I, I can almost always get alleged eyewitnesses uh, connected to one of these three groups. It seems like that is their favorite area to to get people uh, to be part of these uh, operations. And so we got this um, individual. He looks very haunted. I mean, it's very dramatic. He's running around. But is he just any ordinary guy? Well, not really, because he is a billionaire into, uh, you can see his official videos and so on. It's like naked women, fast cars, weapons, but also... He was uh, backing Donald Trump, which is a uh, close friend of his, and he was even planning to run for president himself 2016. So it's, it's just not any ordinary individual that are there, that is there. Then I'm going to point out also, because there's been several alleged uh, mass shootings in uh, Las Vegas the last few years, bizarre events. And here it is said that uh, one... Um, not too clever individual, lone crazy guy as usual, was shooting randomly at people. So the SWAT team, he was inside this bus, and the SWAT team 
approached like this, were hiding behind the truck, and managed to uh, overtake or uh, to arrest him and so on. You can see here as well. We've been talking about product placement sometimes. If you look at the advertisements on the side of this bus, it's very big. Then we go to Las Vegas, and the street outside where the, conf- uh, the concert was held was blocked off in one direction by the police, but open in the other one. And the, one of the few vehicles that came in were allowed in there is this bus. And I, I for one, believe that we're looking at the exact same vehicle, but two different alleged terror attacks. Just ridiculous. Then you have outside the Hooters Hotel, there was more or less no ambulances if there were anyone at the area where people had been shot. But outside the Hooters Casino Hotel, uh, there were 17 and where witnesses said to have been uh, carrying out the bodies. Oli, we, I, have inside, we have inside video and you have a, a, a couple dozen crisis actors with sheets waiting to be carried out as victims. Well, there you go. That would be excellent. I would really like to see that. Then we, we also have uh, different videos of helicopters, uh, at least one helicopter circling the area where you can see muscle flash underneath. And it seems like the transponder uh, signal has identified this one to uh, be uh, the FAA register number N911WY, which was used by the Las Vegas Metropolitan Police Department. So we got 911 in there. I know. I mean, I mean, can you? You can't even make it up. But I tell you, I believe that. Uh, you, I know pilots have said that you can just, in the computer on, on the uh, flying vessel, whatever it is, you can change it. You just, uh, and the transponder signal will then uh, send out a different signal. And I think that this was not an, a helicopter, a police helicopter we saw this evening. But in Las Vegas, there are already companies where uh, you can rent helicopters do you know, like with this whole thing already uh, mounted, with the machine guns mounted and all of that, and they're doing flying trips around Las Vegas. They just they leave Las Vegas, and then you can have your own shooting in the desert with machine guns, exactly like we saw. So I think if there was any real shooting from helicopters, I believe that they were using helicopters like this, not this other. But the transponder signal was there to, to confuse and just as an excuse, because there would be no explanation why one of these helicopters would be there, then they, they use the transponder signal for the uh, police helicopter, saying that so that they could say, well, they were just there to try and stop it or whatever. So we go to uh, New York, and as usual, when things like this happen, before we can really start focusing on it, they do a diversion. They say, no, no, look over here, look over here, so that we get oh, confused. And we leave it before we deep to dig. We dig, I mean. So also I mentioned many times on your show that the targets they, they uh, are using uh, very often have a very symbolic uh, value, the location. It, ha- it, needs to be, it needs to have an iconic value, a national value to affect as many people as possible. That is also why they choose... Uh, uh, locations that have a touristic value. So this is where we said that it's we're being told that this uh, uh, hire truck from the Holden Depot came 
And for some unknown reason, this guy had a bad day, went up on the, the path where the bicycles are, hit a lot of bicycles, and then rammed uh, in the, the car right inside uh, on in the side of a school bus. So where was this? It was on Manhattan, yeah, but it was also right outside the World Trade Center. I mean, it's right underneath the whole thing. So you're at, at the exact same location as 9-11. And uh, very often when I look at these things, what I've found (coughs) over the years is that they use library, parking garages or theaters as headquarters, very, very, very close to where the whole thing takes place. Because these are uh, uh, houses or buildings that have all the facilities needed, like uh, catering for catering, uh, you know, bathrooms, heating areas for staging areas. The exactly, the staging area. The blocks in New York are rather long, only so it, it might not be as close to the World Trade Center, you know, as as uh, as it might appear. You know, having spent a lot of time in New York. Yeah, but it but is still, super. Yeah, it still, is. There's super. a proximity relationship that you're completely correct about. No, I I deleted a slide that I had before. I can show it to you, but afterwards. Exactly where the truck is. When you look to the side, you're looking straight at the skyscraper at the World Trade Center. Right, I mean, the new World right Trade Center one, the new World yeah. Trade Center one. Yeah, you're right underneath in the. Yeah. And right. here is the library, right on the other side of the road, where I would suggest here is where everything was prepared, and then they just went across the street. Boom! They even had this uh, part, this uh, bridge here that they could uh, cross, and then boom. Did you know that Sandy Hook was a staged event where no children died? That the school had been closed since 2008 and there were no children there? Thirteen experts, including six Ph.D., current or retired college professors, proved that it was a two-day FEMA drill presented to the public as a real event. We even have the manual. There was a rehearsal on the 13th going live on the 14th. Some participants became confused and put up donation sites the day before. Even the shooter was recorded as dying before the event. You have been played by Eric Holder and Barack Obama. Now Hillary wants to extend the deception by posing as a champion of Sandy Hook to confiscate your guns. Don't let yourself be played. Nobody died at Sandy Hook. If you want to get a grip on just what fake news is, then I'd suggest you get the book, Nobody Died in Boston, at PatriotRadioBooks.com. That's PatriotRadioBooks.com. So we're told that uh, this guy, very confusing. I think they're doing it on purpose. First it was a car, a shooting, then it was a car attack, and then it was like a blurred anything but the guy was they said that he was shooting people but he that what they found was a pellet gun and a paintball gun on site so also which is absurd only no self-respecting terrorist would defend himself with a pellet gun or a paintball gun how ridiculous you can't kill people either and here we're back to the product placement uh, i would say one of the few images of uh, the alleged terror a terrorist, and you'll see here he's walking around in, he's passing a Coca-Cola 
machine with the same coloring on him. Really embarrassing, holy. Things do go better with Coke. <laughs> I don't know. Here you have, if you look at the damages, this is uh, the, the school bus, but you can see it's, it's knocked in very high up on the side. And if you see the, uh, where the grill of this car is, the, the distance from the ground, it would have hit a lot lower and it would also have hit the, the tire here, but it's up here, this and whole thing. And there's no yellow paint residue on the vehicle either, yes. Vivian Lee there's suggested no, that the vehicle would have had to be airborne to make this kind of impact on the bus. It would have jumped, if it was flying, yeah. But then, just like you say, you would have uh, yellow uh, paint on it, you would have, uh, right. and also... Where's the blood on on the car from? I mean, it's said to have killed eight people here. Reminiscent, no of, blood. reminiscent of Nice, 80, 84 people and not a speck of blood on the truck. <laughs> it's the same, the same, the same. It's so insulting, Oli. They think we're complete idiots. Well, apparently we are because many of us are buying it. And then here you have the school bus where a guy is filming it he said he's coming running up to it right after it happened and while he's there filming it the police arrives but check out how many are there one two three four five six seven eight that are coming running what does that tell you they were there when it happened otherwise they would arrive in police cars a few minutes later or something like that but here they come running while he's filming or maybe not police but individuals in police uniforms that is a very important thing to notice. Then I'm, I'm very confused here because it happened in the afternoon. And so here it is, the car, and here it's being towed, daylight. So what, what are these photos from? When are they from? Great point, Oli. Great point. Maybe did, we're... Did they, did they leave the car overnight? They did that at the earlier at the Times Square event, where uh, 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 that was that was just another Broadway show, as Alexander Scott has elaborated. Totally fraudulent. They had the car there under a canopy overnight only, so they may have done the same here. But this is exactly what I believe that uh, with the Times Square one, that it was already placed there before, and just like it's the same with the truck in Stockholm, they was. It was placed there under sort of like uh, with a tarp. Yeah. And then when it was like an action, they just pulled the tarp. Yeah. There you go. And I think possibly... Just like, the, just like in Hollywood only. But we are talking Hollywood. Of course we are. Yeah. I know. We are talking Hollywood. I'm getting to it, I tell you. So my question is, were these photos from the night before when they staged the whole thing? And then, boom, this happened. It sure looks like it. It sure looks like it. I think so, too. And uh, please notice here that this is uh, when this guy runs up to the bus, he's filming inside the bus. You see this, uh, guy, uh, this boy. He looks a little bit retarded. And please no, uh, notice the color of his clothes. Then we have this uh, young boy who is in the similar age who's sitting in front of a, a black guy uh, with glasses in a, in a cell phone. You can see them here being transported. But they were picked up about 
the, the end of the next block. And as you say, they're long blocks. So I've, I have where they're being prepared and then they're being rolled towards it. So it's, they come, they don't come from the same place at all. But the, the two boys seems like they come from the same school. They got the same uh, outfit, the same clothes on. And maybe they're using uh, children that are a little bit slow because it's easier for them to be disregarded if they start uh, you know, saying things. But, you also, know, I think it was a special needs bus, yes, for kids yeah, with but, special needs. Yes, Jim, that is true. But that, the second boy was not from the bus. He was from the bicycle lane one block further down. Nice point, Ollie. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. And here you have the black man with the glasses, and the cell phone. Look at this lighting. This looks like dawn to me. The other yeah. thing in the middle of the dawn. And, and look at the boy. There he is. He was on the stretcher on the other photo. Here he is, the exact same boy, same clothes, but not on the stretcher. Ex extras, Ole. Extras on the scene. Extras on the scene. And then... This individual who's helping one of the victims, this is, as far as I know, the only photo we've seen where there's actual people that look wounded. But on his T-shirt, it says Blackwatch, Blackwatch 3, which is a, a British uh, army, uh, their army unit. It's an army unit, a British army unit. Good work, good catch. And I, do you know, like uh, Chip Tatum, the CIA whistleblower, what he says that... When they were carrying out operations in Europe, for instance, they were using like Turks and Danes when they were carrying out operations in in uh, the UK. If it was in uh, of and French, and then when they were in France, they would use everyone except the French and so on, so that would, they would be harder to track. So is that what we see here? That these people are from a, a, a British unit carrying out this operation so that they would not be recognized or and so on on location. I believe so. So I love this. I mean, people are really getting into this. And this was in the, in the night when they were doing live uh, coverage on one of the main TV channels. And in the background of the reporter, somebody was holding up a sign saying, hoax. Love it. <laughs> love it. Love it. Hillary for prison. I mean, people are catching on to this big time, I think. So the question is, what is going on? And I believe that one of the reasons they make these things so sloppy and so weird and so is to distract, to get us uh, really into all of these discussions and focusing on, oh, look, there's a crisis actor there. But what is actually going on? And one of the things that is going on in New York uh, and many other places, at least in New York, I know, are these weird towers that are being installed. And I believe that uh, when, you, when you talk to the authorities, they say, well, we spent like millions of dollars, but we don't know what they're for. I don't think any, anyone has officially have explained what they're there for, but they're right outside the exits of tunnels and from subway exits. And I believe that what we're looking at is... Uh, a combination of 5G, uh, this very, very dangerous new technology, military-type technology, Wi-Fi, uh, including facial recognition. If you look at this, I don't know, but it, to me it looks like cameras uh, yeah. in yeah. all directions. Yeah. So 
I would be very skeptical to these things and uh, I would love to blow them up if I could uh, because I tell you they are not for our benefit. I do not believe that at all. This is also why you have all of this with the, the vehicle attacks is because we should fear the vehicles and then uh, accept their solution, which is driverless vehicles. That is what they're pushing big time right now. So we had a driverless vehicle in an accident the other day, Ole. That's going to put a real crimp in their in their promotion. Uh -huh. Their market. Do you know where, do you know where the all, all traffic? <laughs> it was in Las Vegas. Ah, yes. Okay, in Las Vegas. You're right. So. And this is also, I want to point out, it's possible that there, the, there's, a, there's one woman called Annie Logical, a super researcher, and what she's pointed out is that let's see if these false flags are being carried out in the same locations where they're trying to implement 5G as well, so that they do these things, and then in, in the shadows, in the background, boom, they put up these towers while we are focused on what's going down there. So there might be a pattern in this whole thing with the 5G. Nice. So there's, uh, we have the here, this is right after the, the incident happened. The truck is there. It said that he ran out, but you can see police is still running. And we got this truck here on the wrong side of the road, just passing and then parking here, where uh, it is then staying inside the cordon off area, which would not be the normal way of doing it. And there's one frame when you can see that there's a logo on the side of the truck. Otherwise, it's uh, quite anonymous. So this may I, be a prop truck. This may be, you know, for. Well, thanks to people helping me, we found it. Hadads, the can do it people, and uh, the Hadads. Uh, did you see the film clap uh, on the top? Yes. The Hadad is just uh, one of the largest production equipment rental companies in the United States. They're delivering to all different cities in the States where they're filmed. And these are all Israelis. I, am, I don't know that for sure. But uh, the, the name at least sounds Middle Eastern. If it's Saudi or Israeli, oh, I don't know. anything. This is an Israeli a Mossad asset. <laughs> well, I, I wouldn't like to bet against you. Let's put it like that. Because I think I would lose my money. But... Uh, so here, Haddad, I mean, this is the type of vehicles they have. They, have, they are the, the real deal when it comes to these areas. And I found it interesting. But they, they have all of these bizarre clues and connecting points and stuff. And one of the things that uh, have popped up so many times since uh, December of 2015, I think, there's been all of these clues that are connected to Christmas. And some people have pointed out that it's anything, it's antichrist. They, that's why they, they, I don't know. DARPA also have a program called Christmas and the whole, whole, whole uh, Santa whole project. But here, uh, when Mariah Carey was interviewed about the Las Vegas incident, I mean, this was in October. And in the background, she's got this big Christmas tree lit and so on. So maybe she's really into Christmas or it's just one, another one of these clues. And uh, the Haddad's film uh, uh, rent company actually did 
a Mariah Carey Christmas program <laughs> a few years ago. I'm just pointing these things out. Because, I mean, maybe they have no value at all, but it's just bizarre the way that they connect. And also, I don't know if it's the same company, but uh, uh, there is a Haddad freezer company also that I do, uh, do uh, working with coolers and freezers. And there's a bizarre thing around freezers here because here in at the Barcelona attack, we had this uh, eyewitness who was an actress. Uh, she said when she saw the van, she ran and hid in a freezer. Then in Las Vegas, uh, fast food saved my life, says Ma Vegas massacre survivor who took shelter in McDonald's freezer. So fast food uh, in the form of McDonald's saved her life. So there was another freezer there. And then... The band frontman from Las Vegas also ran and hid in a freeze. So is that, I don't know, it, it's just bizarre in my world. I don't get it, but is that product placement? Why for would you free? hide in a freezer? I mean, you could be locked in, you could suffocate. I mean, if it had a, a security. I mean, this is a, a ridiculous idea. And it's pretty cold as well. You can freeze to sure, death. Sure, of course. <laughs> but so what's going on? Something weird is going on with this. I think they're just making it up. They, they just think we're so dumb, Oli, they can tell us anything. But there's some strange things that went also because, the, you know, the name Haddad, as soon as I saw it, I thought, whoa, what, Haddad? Because uh, do you remember there was a woman uh, at the Sandy Hook School? Yeah. Her name was Anne Haddad, who was, uh, she had a daughter there, and she knew Nancy Lancer. But that is the alleged mother of Adam Lancer, who is the alleged shooter. I use this word alleged a lot because... Well, uh, he's so a fictional character, Ole. I have no idea. Completely made up. Yeah. But I believe that this might very well be the exact same woman, Anne Haddad and Nancy Lancer. Yes. And the thing is, uh, there's uh, a researcher, I'm sorry, I don't know his name, but he's tracked her down. And this Adan had, Anne Haddad... Uh, when you check out her address at the time of the Sandy Hook thing, it goes to this bar, Sam's and bar, uh, bar and Grill. And it's like, I don't think there's any way that this woman could live in this bar because it's not very big. And uh, it's about 40, 45 miles from Sandy Hook, so it's not just down the road. But there's another one that... Uh, came to this bar as a regular all the time. And it's this uh, woman, Caitlin, who was another uh, key figure in the Sandy Hook as well. And after that, she made a whole career around, you know, becoming someone, a celebrity, writing books and starting campaigns. And, and Wasn't it uh, she who claimed to have saved 15 sixth graders by putting them in a three-by-four bathroom and with a door that uh, opened inward and then herself about 850 pounds of squirming human being. That's an absurd story, Ole, absurd. A single 350-pound NFL tackle or guard would have filled up the bathroom. I mean, this is one of the ludicrous stories that Amazon's willing to promote while they ban Nobody Died at Sandy Hook, which takes the whole case apart. But maybe the freezer was occupied, so she had to go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's go to the uh, Texas church shooting, which uh, was in Sutherland. And I've, I've, it, I just found it strange because what they do, or I don't know how it's done, but for instance, like 
when you were when you searched for Las Vegas images, there were these things coming up with Tom Petty because he died at the exact same time. Where, but when you clicked on the image, it didn't take you to the it didn't take you to Tom Petty. It took you to Las Vegas, even though the images was on him. And here, uh, there was a drill in a place called Orangeburg. And there was so many different uh, clues in the false flag to this event where the color orange was so dominant. And then when this drill in Orangeburg appeared, I said, it is possible that Orangeburg might be close to an, the next uh, type of uh, event here. And so when you look at the Texas one, I made a, a, a search uh, for uh, Google images for the Texas one. And then there was this thing, uh, vigil or vi vigil, vigil held for vigil. yeah vigil 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 held for 26, 26 who died in Texas but when you clicked on this image it, you, it, there was nothing there but what it, there was this map instead and it was in Colombia uh, in this area and if you see Colombia here it is very close to Charlotte where I believe that crowds on demand uh, gathered that crisis actors uh, before the Charlottesville attack, which is a four and a half hour drive up yeah. to nor uh, from North Carolina up to to Virginia. We're so we must in the Antifa and Black Lives Matter people. Exactly, but it's very very close. And then you see here, boom, that's where Orangeburg is. So once again, I d I don't know. I'm just pointing things out that I find very strange. And then we have this individual who unfortunately was born without ears. And we're told that this is the same individual, still without ears. But it's quite bizarre. So we have, uh, we have Paddock, whose eyes are closed. And we have this guy with no ears, leading us to uh, see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil. Only. I mean, it's bizarre. I tell you, if you made it this guy with Prince Charles, you would get two normal people. <laughs> Sorry, Charles, I didn't mean to do that. But it's like, why, why is this? But, I mean, it's very obvious that things have been done in Photoshop. They widened the image. But, you know, like the police department and so on, sending out these type of photos, the photos should be in perfect condition showing the individual but you can see the the width of his head is a lot yeah. wider than this one and everything yeah. is just, but he looks a lot worse uh, here or more sort of gruesome and then this church i just find it absolutely bizarre for instance in such a small little area i mean like to play to get a guitar with a double neck thing that is something for it's very advanced, you know. It's not uh, like just for any ordinary little church gathering. You you are a serious uh, musician to get a thing like that. And what's up with a motorbike inside the inside the you church? You know, it's as though that's the altar, the Harley with a flower bouquet. And Ole, look at the high def. This is a community of four hundred people. How many do they have attending this church? And why are they broadcasting in the first place in higher definition than you'd find on NBC? You tell me. <laughs> it's just, and then there's this whole thing about uh, iPhones. The iPhones keep coming back, the smartphones. 
And here I would say this is almost like a religious image. You can see the hero here, the guy that is said to have shot him. But here we have hallelujah and what's right in the image? Well, you got the iPhone there. And also the color code, we were talking about color codes uh, last time. But after this whole thing happened, uh, there's been a lot of discussion about uh, uh, how the authorities should be able to access your cell phones, even if you've got fingerprint uh, um, protection and so right, on. Right, I now believe that's one of the motives they had behind staging this uh, fake attack was uh, to to claim that they needed to have uh, crack the security, the encryption of the phone. So, you know, no one can have any privacy at all from the point of view of the government. They want to access everything, and they're using this stunt to promote it. Yeah. I used to work part-time as a photographer for a newspaper, a journalist and a photographer. And one of the things is, like, when you take a photo, if it's after a thing like that, you would go – for the emotions, you would go for, you know, families, uh, uh, gatherings. So but if you look at the way the, the layout of this image is like the two images or individuals that should be the, f the focus of the photo are to the side. So what is this whole photo all about? And I would say, for instance, since we, the way they leave these clues all the time, back the blue, that means back the blue, that is uh, to... Uh, back the police uh, force right. because we're looking all the time trying to back you know get the police more and more militarized because we have so many problems uh, so back the blue there's also the color code of purple or or magenta that is always there and also if you look at this shadow i find that very bizarre very yeah. very strange yeah it's almost satanic if you're looking right very good very good this is uh, alien doesn't it look like an alien yeah, head? Yeah, 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 yeah. The head of him, especially. They, they had to be very look how he had to tilt his head to get the shadow cast by his cowboy hat. Yeah, not easy to accomplish that. So I, I would suspect this photo absolutely staged. This is not just any ordinary. Because why would the focus of the image be the shadow? you would have aimed at the couple. Good. Just said it, yeah. So we go to the next one, and then here's one of the heroes. And what did he do? He left his shoes, picked up a gun, and went for the shoot. So we had the shoes again. Oli, do you want to hear the fantasy about this guy? He's actually <laughs> a, a, a Jewish boy who put on a hat to be cast as a Jewish cowboy going after the gunman who's a recent convert to Islam. This is just ridiculous. This is where they overplay. These are Israelis writing these scripts, you know. This guy's completely fraudulent. He's no cowboy. He's just cast in this role. The guy, had, I'm certain, didn't convert to Islam. This is like showing the image of the Palestinians rejoicing between the destruction of the South Tower and the North on 9-11 only. They're going a bridge too far trying to make their propaganda points. Then also, I, I would suggest that, uh, do you know, GoFundMe, as soon as one of these things happen, often even before it happens, there are these GoFundMe campaigns that are set up. And one of the founders of GoFundMe was uh, one of the, uh, Obama's colleagues. And o Obama was the one that uh, 
what do you say, approved of crowdfunding. So I believe that these GoFundMe, not all of them, of course, but when you put it into a system that this is money laundry, this is how they laundry. Well, very interesting, Oli. Money laundering, fascinating. A lot of millions are going in there. So, for instance, here we had this small little church. So this is the day after, I believe, uh, the day after the shooting. I found there was already six uh, campaigns going, you know. And, and it's Andy Hook that was between uh, 27 and 130 million bucks. That could be a lot of money to launder. Yeah. No, I, I don't mean six. I mean 12. There was 12 the day after. Yeah. No, no, 18. No, ah, sorry, ah, four. Ah. Sorry, 30. Oh, oh, holy. This. How absurd um, is this? This is completely I'm outrageous. No, I mean 48. No, sorry, 56. No, sorry, 62. Sorry, 68. Sorry, uh, 76. And uh, no, I wasn't very good at counting. But anyway, when you, when, do you know, like uh, also in Las Vegas, there's one where the sheriff, Lombardo, uh, he is part of collecting like 15 millions in a GoFundMe for the victims of Las Vegas. I mean, we're talking big money here. So anyway, what I wanted to is just to end this with taking this as a possible next level. And I want to point out, I'm speculating now. Normally, I try to stick to fact, I do. But here, speculation, okay? So there is this very, very bizarre uh, card game calling the, called the Illuminati card game. It is said that it's for the Illuminati, and the game is about world domination. You can find uh, information on the internet about it. You can find the rules there. And... Uh, what they say is uh, they, they even claim to have copyrighted the all-seeing eye and Illuminati. I don't know how you can do that, but that's what it says in the books. And <clears throat> this card game, the, the last edition that I know of was printed in 1995, so way before all of these things happening. And it's over the years, it's had an, an eerie, eerie, eerie habit of being extremely predictive in detail, great detail about things that happen. For instance, this is like six years later on 9-11, you had this card where, I mean, this is identical to what happened, the Pentagon attack, the Boston bombing, so, so many of these have been predicted. Here's just uh, an example. One card you can see here, this is the uh, Secretary General of NATO, uh, who was attacked, they said, by a guy who threw paint at him. But look at this. I mean, it's, it's almost identical to even in, in the forehead, the color, and so on. And these, these are like 10 years after the cards were printed. Here, the Charlottesville, we had one card uh, called Assassination Hit and Run, where almost the identical uh, image and then 666 on the, on the uh, number plate. And the, the card is number 223, and the attack uh, happened on the 223rd day of the year. So the, the question is, what is going on? There was even a Las Vegas uh, card, and you can see Las Vegas, the casino, and then you got the two cards, the Jack of Spade and the Ace of Spade. And in Operation, Operation Phoenix, for instance, in Vietnam, the mass extension program 
uh, one of the way when these uh, death squads went around killing uh, claimed yeah, we had come part, they, yeah. they placed the ace of spade in their mouth as a yeah. sort of like a business money. but Jason Aldean the singer this evening who was on stage has this exact tattoo on his left arm and also this uh, Freemasonic sun the black sun on his shoulder and as far as I know the the ace of spade is the death card and according to some uh, researchers the jack of spade is uh, the card of life so i don't know if it uh, symbolizes life and death or what it what it is but my question is do you know when people when you look at the people in the higher uh, parts of the power pyramid in in uh, rich people and uh, in the the whole power pyramid one of the things many of them i i want to say are psychopaths otherwise they wouldn't get into these power positions that's the only way they can get there because they're totally ruthless without any empathy and so on they just move forward like a tank and they get into these uh, areas and one of the things that uh, these type of individuals are always looking for is a thrill you know getting a thrill out of a, a big uh, business deal or they play 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 game you know like or a big play the public for idiots sorry or playing the public for idiots that as well but what do they do when when for instance when you have become a billionaire and you've done all the casino gambling you've done everything you've got like 14 yachts and th- three mansions and four ex-wives and whatever, and you killed all the fire, the big fight, what then? What is the thrill? What is the next step? And I believe that what we're looking at is what is being uh, shown to us in many different movies and films and games and so on, like the Hunger Game, where the next step is human hunting. The ultimate thrill, and and I've spoken to soldiers of fortune, you know, former uh, assassins and so on, where they say that the ultimate thrill is killing another individual. There's also a sexual aspect to it for for some. I mean, really bizarre if you ask me. And here, this is from Iraq, and what do you see? We've got a shoe right in front of it, also in the sense of the image. Here's some poor individual that. Uh, What's on the left, Oli? What are those? This is just a, a normal hunter that have been shooting a lot of geese. Okay, geese. So right. this is taking it one step further. Yeah. No, you're right. Hunger Games, perfect metaphor. But human hunting, it says here that uh, in different uh, uh, gam- gambling newspapers and magazines, they're talking about that human hunting has become more and more popular. What does that mean? It's becoming more and more popular. People out there shooting other people, putting them out there as targets, so they run while they hunt them? Exactly. And this is, I I know several witnesses that have been to parties where Bush Sr. and other people like that have arranged the whole thing and where these things have been carried out. So they say also that by 2200 in Israel here we were talking Israel before now you have what is called uh, uh, terrorist tourism 
where people can, you know, come there as a tourist and learn how to shoot Palestinians. But on, they're still on, you know, painted targets, but they're shooting on terrorists, but they look identical to Palestinians. So uh, it's also called military tourism. So what has this got to do with all of this? Here's the Texas uh, uh, church shooting. And that was in Sutherland Springs. Yes, and, Donald Sutherland, yeah. the actor, is the head of uh, Hunger Games, yes. Yeah, and bear with me because they, they love these games with, with names and words and so on. So who wrote the Hunger Games? It was this uh, woman who, she's the author, author and she grew up, very close to Sandy Hook. Right. Some suspect she may have written the script for Sandy Hook. So Donald Sutherland, it's not the first time that he's appeared because his son, Keith Sutherland, appeared in a series some years ago called 24. And that one, uh, I believe, was a psyop on how to prepare uh, the public mind for Obama. Because up until then, a black president was just, you couldn't even imagine it. It's not that many years ago that it was just like, yeah, right, a black president, maybe 2015 or something like that, but not now. But in this 24, where Keith Sutherland played an FBI agent, uh, Jack Bauer. Well, who was, uh, he was a ter- terrorist, uh, anti-terrorist agent, not FBI. He was a special anti-terrorist agent. Exactly. But the president... Palmer Palmer was a wonderful actor in the role. I mean, I I know this series backwards and forwards, Oli, and you're making a very interesting point about his role as David Palmer, President of the United States. Totally credible, really responsible, admirable guy. In the first series, in the first season, he was wonderful, wonderful. I mean, he was standing up for all the beautiful, ethic, moral things... He was, uh, he did not bend down. He did, he was just standing, you know, beautiful voice, beautiful man. You just loved him. Then the second season, well, I'm sorry, we're on the threat national security. We need to torture this individual. Then the third one, the third season, they go totally wild. But I think it's the way you, you play, you get people more and more, accom- you know, accustomed to the thought and then, yeah, but of course, they need to waterboard him because of national security. There's a parallel, too, with Madam Secretary as a TV series where you have, uh, 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 you know, uh, representing Hillary Clinton, no doubt, as, a, you know, the, the, becoming a president or high official. It's a, and there you got and then Barack Obama, yeah, who is it? I mean, Sandy Hook was a Barack Obama, Joe Biden, Eric Holder, Daniel Malloy, Connecticut State Police, Newtown School Board, Crisis Actor Family Production only. Obama, I agree. Been- and and when, when you look at how Obama, it seems like he was put together like a boy band. And, you know, Barry Soitera was put and made into an individual called Barack Hussein Obama that were being then pumped in like a rock star on stage, you know, being backed up by News uh, Times magazine and uh, where they were talking about the best president ever before he was even elected. Yeah. And then he, what, while he was there, he was given the Nobel Peace Prize for things to come, 
not what he was doing, but for things to come. I mean, it's that, like that was so totally outrageous. Only, I mean, no one in their right mind would have ever believed that could happen. That the Nobel Committee could give it on the basis of what they thought might happen with this man in office, when of course he's proven to be precisely the opposite. Yeah, and here is one of the things I'm getting to the point here. What are we looking at? If so many of these alleged terror attacks are fake, then there are no terrorists in the Middle East. So why all of these drone strikes? I mean, we're up in the hundreds and almost thousands. Why the drone strikes? Is it possible that these drone strikes are games? You know, like where... Of course they are. Of course they are. Of course they are. You bet... You play in this game, they're talking about the MB, which is megabucks, to get access, and then you play it out in real life. And what I'm suggesting with all of this is the game of drones is sort of like the real thing. There's also Deadpool betting where where you bet on when somebody will die and so on. So what I would like to end with, Jim, is... What if it's not that there's this eerie thing that the Illuminati card games are predicting things? What if it is like this, that to be part of this game, you you bet what is called MB, megabucks, maybe that's a billion dollars, whatever, and whatever card is played then needs to be played out in real life, meaning that the game is played and then the event happens, not the other way around. Do you see what I'm saying? Repeat the last point, Oli. What if it's not that these cards, the Illuminati card game, is predicting things? What if the Illuminati, whoever they are, are playing this game and every card they play then has to be played out identical yeah. but in yeah. real life? Yes. No, I think you've got it. I think you've got it. I think this is fascinating, Oli. I think it's just a work of genius. I think that you, all your background and abilities and skills have come together to focus like a laser on what's going on here. I commend this. This is absolutely brilliant. <laughs> That's very kind of you. Listen, uh, I need to go, but uh, just, uh, I really enjoyed being here with you. As, uh, as a host of The Real Deal, I want to thank you for an extraordinary presentation, Oli Damagard. Thank you so much for being here and all of you for watching. In Dallas, Texas, three shots were fired at President Kennedy's motorcade. That's what we were told. Most Americans never believed Lee Oswald was the lone gunman, for excellent reasons. In fact, there were at least six shooters who fired from eight to ten shots or more who are identified here. We have, finally, the solution to the greatest murder mystery in history laid out for the world to see proof after proof after proof. Photos were faked, the body was changed, x-rays were altered, the home movies were fixed. Fifteen experts contribute to a 529-page book with 1,037 photos and diagrams in black and white and color. Hi, this is Gary King. If you'd like JFK, who, how, and why, and would like to support the new JFK show, then go to PatriotRadioBooks.com. That's PatriotRadioBooks.com.